Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 314, and today we're going to take a look at another bank failure that occurred. This one happened in 2019. So this one is City National Bank of New Jersey in Newark, New Jersey. This one failed and closed November 1st in 2019. But before we dive in, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because as usual, you guys are awesome. And FYI, the the order that I am naming off the states and countries is the order of basically how many people are listening in. So, at the top of the list are those that it has a higher number of subscribers and listeners and as it goes down it gets less and less. Sometimes these numbers jump, sometimes they move around and it really is depend upon which area is listening in and how many people from that area. That's that's how it's calculated. Um this is not a list where we where we get to manipulate anything cuz that defeats the purpose of data analytics altogether. and i don't believe in manipulating data in any way shape or form this list is just telling us which states or which areas are listening in it tells us how many subscribers and how many listeners and which episodes they liked how long they listened to it and it's really interesting information so we get to see what our listeners like and what they don't like and that's really good i th- i think that's really good information to have But anyway, a big shout out to Virginia, Oklahoma, California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, Illinois, British Columbia, Florida, New Jersey, Oregon, Georgia, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Arizona, Ohio, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Washington, Alabama, Nebraska, Utah, District of Columbia, also known as DC, aka the Swamp, let's drain it. Let's see here. Big shout out to North Carolina, Mississippi, Kansas, Maryland, Tennessee, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Island, excuse me. Louisiana, Wisconsin, Hawaii, Nevada, New Mexico, Idaho, Michigan, Iowa, Alberta, Ontario, New Brunswick, Connecticut, Manitoba, Newfoundland and Labrador and Nova Scotia. In terms of countries, the United States, Singapore, Canada, the Russian Federation, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Netherlands, India, China, South Africa, Niger, Slovakia, Japan, Denmark, Uzbekistan, the Federated States of Micronesia, the Philippines, Bangladesh, Hong Kong, Greece, and Egypt. Good to see all of you. Okay. So again today we're taking a look at City National Bank of New Jersey. Again, this one failed and closed November 1st, 2019. The bank that acquired them is Industrial Bank. So let me go to this little blurb and read that to you. So this is directly from the fdic.gov website. It says on Friday, November 1st, 2019, City National Bank of New Jersey was closed by the office of the Comptroller of the Currency. The FDIC was named receiver. No advance notice is given to the public when a financial institution is closed. I I disagree with that, but again, I understand why because they don't want a run on the bank because that would be really bad. It says here, Industrial Bank um Washington DC acquired all deposit accounts and all of the assets. Now let me go to the official press release because this is directly from the FDIC. It says that this was for immediate release and so this was November 1st, 2019. It gives the uh, customer service call center number toll-free. I guess that was super important. They put this at the top of the press release. It says City National Bank of New Jersey in Newark was closed today by the office of the Comptroller of the Currency 
which appointed the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, also known as FDIC, as the receiver to protect depositors. The FDIC entered into a purchase and assumption agreement with Industrial Bank in Washington D.C. to assume all of the deposits of City National. The three branches of City National will reopen as branches of Industrial Bank during normal business hours. Depositors of City National will automatically become depositors of Industrial Bank. Because deposits will continue to be insured by the FDIC up to the applicable amounts, customers do not need to change their banking relationship in order to retain their deposit insurance coverage. But here's the thing: if it's anything above that amount, like 250k, anything over that, you're screwed. So there's a reason why people want to pull their money out. So this is why you should never have more than than the assured, excuse me, than the insured amount in a bank. That's why you need to have multiple accounts at different banks. That way, there it's all insured. That's how you need to handle that. Goes on to say, customers of City National should continue to use their existing branch until they receive notice from Industrial Bank that it has completed systems changes to allow other Industrial Bank branches to process their accounts as well. It says this evening and over the weekend. Of course, this is back in time in 2019. Depositors of City National can access their money by writing checks. Good luck with that. Or using ATM or debit cards, checks drawn on the bank will continue to be processed. I, I would be surprised. Loan customers, as usual, should continue to make their payments, and I disagree with that because again, the bank failed. So why should the people of you know the the depositors? Why should they be on the hook for these idiots' mistakes? That's one thing I disagree with. Goes on to say, as of September 30th, 2019, City National had approximately 120.6 million dollars in total assets. And 111.2 million dollars in total deposits. In addition to assuming all of the deposits of the failed bank, Industrial Bank agreed to purchase all of its assets. The FDIC estimates that the cost to the deposit insurance fund, also known as DIF, will be 2.5 million dollars, which is a drop in the bucket compared to other banks that failed. Says compared to other alternatives, Industrial Bank's acquisition was the least costly resolution for the FDIC's DIF. City National is the fourth FDIC-insured institution to fail in the nation in that particular year. The last bank failure was Resolute Bank in Maumee. I think that's M-O-U-M-E-E, and that is in Ohio on October 25th. That was back in time. The last FDIC-insured institution closed in New Jersey was Harvest Community Bank in Pennsville, which closed on January 13, 2017. I don't know why they're bringing up this stuff because it has nothing to do with this bank. The overall health of the banking system today remains strong, as reported in the FDIC's most recent quarterly banking profile. Oh, so they're saving face. The FDIC is. It says on average there are five bank failures each year in non-crisis times, according to FDIC data. There have been only three years. Since 1933, without a single bank failure, so they're trying to basically say, "Hey, this is nothing new. Things are really good." Well, it's not good if a bank is failing. I mean, duh. I mean, I would think that would be blatantly obvious, but th- this is where the FDIC is trying to save face during a really hard economic time in the United States. And I think it's one of those things they should they should just say it like it is and stop trying to basically pull from data in the past to justify. Um, what is going on at this particular time in 2019? I think it's a cop out, but this is very typical of federal agencies and federal departments like this, especially with within the federal government. They want to make it seem like 
um that they're doing a really good job which sometimes they are sometimes they're not but they're trying to make it seem like this bank failure is no big deal it is a big deal whenever a bank failure happens it is a big deal it it impacts the united states directly it impacts everybody directly um i can't think of anything that is indirect i mean it's just a bank failure is just that it's a bank failing and that is tremendously bad so again you know in, in this particular case i wish they would say what led up to this crisis they didn't say So needs to say I'm pretty sure I already know because it's the usual it's basically the the usual reason. You have stupid people doing stupid things with other people's money. And unfortunately this happened to occur at a time when um the United States was dealing with a lot um in regards to COVID-19, the CDC and you know kind of widespread panic and things like that and um you know there are different things that occur and sometimes the, these events overlap but just because events overlap um that that doesn't mean that other things should be ignored and i feel like with this particular article they're trying to compensate and and they're trying to make it seem like this isn't that big of a deal and so that's why they refer to bank failures in times past and it's like you know unless this bank was involved in previous bank failures there's no point in mentioning that other data Yeah, this bank is on its own. It it's it has its own problems with its own stupidity. And that's the that's the reason why it failed. It was doing stupid things um with other people's money and it's the depositors that always suffer with this. And I guarantee you the bank managers and the higher-ups, maybe not necessarily bank managers, but the higher-ups, um basically upper management above bank managers or branch managers, excuse me. I guarantee you they're probably living high off the hog especially since this is in New Jersey. They're probably living high off the hog and they are probably still living high off the hog because of the money that they sucked out of this bank and it basically punished the depositors. So, you know, there's you know this is the first time I've ever seen the FDIC kind of um give a wishy-washy um I don't mean to say it's negatively, but a wishy-washy BS reason as to why this bank failed and to not and to not um and basically to make it seem like it's not as serious as it really is and it's just like it is serious. I mean, can you imagine if you had a bank account with this bank and it failed and the FDIC comes out and says, "Oh, it's really not that bad. We only have this many bank failures a year and in the history of the United States only this many banks have failed." What does that have to do with what's going on at that moment in time? Nothing. absolutely nothing. In fact, that's a slap in the face to the American people. It's also a slap in the face to anyone who has a bank account with this bank because it failed. So, I don't know why the FDIC, I don't know who wrote this this article. Let me see if it gives a name. It says, um, well, I'm not going to give the person's name. Um, because it gives their office number and their cell and and their email and I'm not going to list that off. Um, but I think whoever wrote this article is an idiot and a moron. because it it so shows how the government works. Um it tries to hide the truth. It tries to hide the seriousness of something that's going on. And that's just basically skirting the truth and it's trying to sweep things under the rug. Well, we're talking about about 120.6 million dollars in terms of failure, if not more than that. Like that that's nothing to sneeze at. And it said that um It, the FDIC it estimates that the cost so it's just an estimate it's not actually what occurred the FDIC estimates that the cost to the deposit insurance fund will be about 2.5 million dollars well um there's a reason why they say estimate because it could be very well way more than that like it, when you have a bank 
that is failing and they have 120.6 million dollars in total assets and 111.2 million dollars in total deposits and the only amount of money that they're getting on estimate is 2.5 million dollars from the DIF the deposit insurance fund that's odd that's very odd because someone is having to cover the cost of like 118 million dollars And supposedly it's not coming from the FDIC and it's not coming from the DIF. So this one's kind of shady to me because it's it's dealing with New Jersey. New Jersey has been a shady state for a long time. It is excessively expensive to live there and stupidly expensive. I don't understand why it's expensive. It's not even that pretty of a state. It's not that good of a state. Um it is, you know, whenever you have a, a cost of living that is just extremely inflated and it's not even a, a beautiful a beautiful city or a beautiful state. And I'm not dissing New Jersey, but I'm just saying that they have a lot of financial issues that we typically don't hear about. So this is why I'm not surprised that whoever wrote this article for FDIC on their website, they're skirting the truth on this because you're dealing with New Jersey. And we will talk about how shady New Jersey is later in time. Like I think every state has its um issues, but I think New Jersey has quite a few. And I've noticed that the states that are up in the north that are Democrat, typically Democrat, they have way more fraud and embezzlement issues than red states. And I'm not saying that red states are perfect because they're not. Red states tend to be far from perfect because they are at-will states, and they, you know, employers there they do what they can to not promote people. They do what they can to fire people if people want to make more money. They're horrible to women. They're horrible to women that are single, married, or have kids. I mean, it's just really terrible. Like they, you know, red states and employers in red states, they typically do not mistreat the men, especially if they're married and have a family. Oh, they they are um, to be put on a pedestal and to be worshipped. I mean, that's just how how it is. And even though that's completely wrong and illegal and immoral, and it's very pagan the way they think in that, but. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that red states are perfect, but red states typically do not have super high real estate tax. They typically don't have inflation issues. They don't have high income tax. Um they also don't have um excessive taxes on like anything that deals with the environment and things like that. So you have states like for example Texas and Florida where you can actually drill for oil and you can actually help the United States become self-sufficient so that way we are not having to get anything from other countries. Democrat states, states that are typically blue like New Jersey and New York and California, um they drive up the cost of goods. They are pro-labor union, they're pro-teachers union. Um they they're not for holding people accountable for their actions and that's why so many bad people are unlawfully and illegally um not arrested for the crimes they commit and they are released from prison and they're not given a a proper sentence I would say. So there there's way more corruption is what I'm trying to say in blue states as opposed to red states. And again, red states are not perfect. Um I was born and raised in Oklahoma. It's very much a Bible belt state. It's very churchy. I I don't like that mindset, but I think that mindset is changing over time because the more people I meet in Oklahoma, um the more people I meet that are actually against this whole churchy um let's shame and blame women kind of mindset because i've noticed that whenever you have a churchy mindset um it directly impacts workers rights it impacts uh the wages of workers it impacts legislation 
and it impacts where where people live and where they work and you know the the church is not the be all in all and i don't mean that disrespectfully at all to the god of abraham because he knows exactly what i'm talking about when i'm talking about when i say the church i'm talking about bad churches i don't mean like the church in general like the church that jesus is in fact in charge of I'm talking about people that have these really screwed up denominations and they have these false belief systems that are typically cult-like and they they tend to really mess up people's lives outside the church in the public sector and even worse in the private sector because a lot of churchy people they typically don't work for the government. We have a lot of atheists, a lot of communists and a lot of fascists and a lot of socialists that work for our government. Now those things are not good. but i think they are just as equally bad as someone who's churchy meaning shame and blame um you know give themselves per- permission to not do what's right and use religion as a weapon as opposed to unity so there there are so many things that go into that and maybe we will kind of slice and dice this episode a little bit and talk about these things individually because it is very much important and you might be thinking well why why are those things you just mentioned so important because they impact workers rights And when something impacts workers' rights, it impacts your bank account, it impacts your paycheck, it impacts your benefits, and it impacts your retirement. And that impacts you whether you're married or not. It impacts you whether you have given birth or not. It impacts you regardless of where you live, whether you live in a mansion or a shack. Everybody is affected equally by other people's willful stupidity and how they operate in our rules laws and regulations and our legislation and also how they operate I would say in the private sector in terms of how they manage employees and I've noticed that just just from the basically from the female point of view sometimes it is very difficult to be a woman and to be working in the private sector in bible belt states because it's like men can do whatever they want but women cannot. Here's the thing. There's so much inequality, it's ridiculous. But here's the thing. I'm not a fan of what the liberal left does where they try and force equality onto people. You can't force someone to respect you. That's why we need to have good federal regulation about this stuff. And I don't mean overregulation. I just mean a good basic federal law that that technically is already there. but there's so many people on the liberal left side of things that are extreme socialists it's like they want to rip up our constitution and I'm like well good luck with that because you will have massive chaos there is equality in the constitution of the United States and there's also equality in God's holy word in the bible what happens is is you kind of get these two extremes and I'll close with this you get crazy religious idiots that they they just take things out of context they quote a verse or they they read the constitution and they think oh this is what the founding fathers must have meant and it's like no actually it's not like you really need to focus on things as a whole and look at from a snapshot point of view of what of what our founding fathers wanted for the future of the united states for the future of the united states then you have people on the far extreme left that they don't want anything to do with religion whatsoever they want to ban prayer they they want to basically take people's kids away um from parents and they they want the government to be completely in control of other people's children that is not appropriate that is not the american way and that's not a very godly way of running a country in fact that is exactly how communist china operates and that's technically how all communist countries operate 
they basically strip the family of its rights and they view people as slaves even though they they may or may not actually be slaves but they think that the government should be their god as opposed to the god of abraham being their god that's why in communistic countries and also fascist and socialistic countries that's why they do everything they can to close down churches they try and ban religion and they persecute christians one way or another whether it's bullying them you know and you know de- destroying their home or maybe firing them from their job whatever the case may be like there there are extremes and lesser extremes in every case but my point is this you know we have it really good here in the United States we really do and one way that we know we have it really good here in the United States is whenever we have a federal agency that is typically not for the people or by the people they are actually releasing somewhat factual data about a bank failure You see, think about this. If we were in a communist country, the the communist government, they would never release anything factual about anything because all the banks would be owned by the communist government. That's how a lot of communist countries are. The government is their god. The the government controls the healthcare system. The government controls the banking system. The government controls the financial sector. The government controls all levels of education. It's not just K through 12. It's not just colleges. It's everything in between. Everything. That's why there is way less freedom whenever you have the government in charge of everything like that. So that's why it's important to have small government because that way you have more rights as individual and when you have more rights as an individual, you have more rights in regards to your workers rights as a worker cuz technically even if you are a CEO or or a front desk receptionist or a maintenance person or a electrician or a plumber or let's say you are a fashion designer all avenues of employment have workers rights it doesn't matter what your title is everybody has workers rights and it is applied to everybody equally where it gets different levels is your income bracket and that's dependent upon you your employer or if you're self-employed and what your god-given talent is worth to that employer that's just how it is so if you don't like where you work change jobs if you want to make more money ask for more money if they don't want to give you more money hey apply for a different job making 2 to 3 times more money just give it a try what's the worst that can happen you know the other place of business can tell you no or they can say yes we would love to have you and then guess what now you've got a huge raise so here in the united states even though we do have bank failures we also have success stories Because the good thing about the United States is that Americans, and I mean real Americans, not these illegals or these people that break our laws or things like that, real Americans, we refuse to give up. We are fighters and we go for it. We go for it because we truly believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When you have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness on your heart and in your mind, that doesn't give you permission to break the law, and that is exactly what these illegal immigrants are doing, and that is really horrible. and i saw on uh waters world last night on tv and i typically don't watch his show um but i saw on his show that i guess there are a bunch of illegal immigrants that have been i guess bussed or flown up to um queens and new york and you know it's freezing cold right now with this basically really <laughs> blizzard type temperatures as kind of rampant across the united states right now Well, right now in Queens and the Bronx and New York, they have a lot of immigrants there, illegal immigrants, um that they've been given, I guess, what's it called? I guess the, the metro system, I guess it, it's a card 
that you can get on any bus or train or something well the the government the local government for those areas in those states or areas they gave these busing cards to these illegal immigrants so you have all these illegal immigrants that they're just traveling all over the city and from town to town and they're basically robbing people like they're taking people's clothes off their clothesline they're going through their trash i mean they're doing all these things and they're knocking on people's doors and they expect money and they they expect a place to live and stay and they use the excuse oh, i have kids well here's the thing we are not responsible for illegal immigrants they are here illegally they should be deported it's not our fault they are outside freezing that's their own willful stupidity if you break the law hey you have to take the consequences with that And so what's interesting is that so many illegal immigrants are up there right now in Queens, New York, the Bronx and things like that. They expect all these jobs and these high-paying jobs. Well, good luck with that because jobs belong to Americans. We come first, not illegals. But the but the powers that be in those towns and cities, they have allowed illegal immigrants into their communities and now they're causing problems. Why am I not surprised? See, that is willful stupidity. Willful stupidity, and it's totally wrong. and the actual citizens of those areas are suffering and that's really terrible because you know the average american can't help a illegal immigrant and here's the thing that's not our job to do that you know we 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 are not um the world's nanny and right now um the liberals and the socialists of our country they think that we are the world's nanny i'm like well okay open up your own house Don't expect other people to just take in people that they don't know. Another thing that people may not realize, and I don't think this was discussed on the show last night on Water's World because I only watched a snippet of it. Um, a lot of people don't realize that many of these illegal immigrants they're coming into our country with a lot of diseases, diseases that we usually don't have here in the United States. And also, there is another blurb about how in Denver, Colorado, their hospitals are short. like 135 million dollars because they have so many illegal immigrants there that are using our healthcare system and you know these are people that have never paid into the system they should be kicked out they should be denied access to our healthcare because they have not paid for it they are here illegally they have not chipped into the system they have not paid taxes and they do not have health insurance not my problem they need to leave that we should not be providing them any healthcare whatsoever The American healthcare system belongs to Americans. It does not belong to foreigners. It does not belong to illegal immigrants. I mean, you would think that people would want what is best for America, not for people that choose to break the law. I mean, just think about what if this bank that failed. You know, we're taking a look at all these different bank failures. What if all these banks that failed acted like these illegal immigrants and they they just completely get away with breaking the law they get away with screwing over depositors and they're never held accountable by anybody or anything can you imagine if none of these banks that failed were held accountable by the federal government by the comptroller of the currency or by their financial departments or if they were never held accountable by the FDIC or DIF or whatever the case may be That would be a tremendous scandal, right? Well, that is exactly what is happening with illegal immigrants. They're not being held accountable for their actions. You know, people very much want to shame and blame CEOs of banks and people that have money, but it's like how dare you hold other people accountable for the crimes that they commit, which typically are way more serious. Trespassing into another country illegally is a very, very unlawful offense. It's a federal offense. 
and now you know these people they're just takers they're not givers they're takers they're taking our healthcare they're taking our food they 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 are robbing other, you know they're robbing stores they're trying to get into people's houses you know crime rates have gone up it it's insane you know why aren't we helping the homeless why aren't we helping our own first that's my question with that and you might be thinking you might be thinking well what does this have to do with bank failures quite a bit because whenever you have a bunch of illegal immigrants in your country they are putting a tremendous financial strain on your economy on your currency and on your country in denver colorado the other hospital system is in the hole 135 million dollars where do you think they're going to get that money do you think they're going to give it from a from a broke government that has trillions of dollars in debt no they're going to get it from basically insurance companies they're going to up the cost of their of their services because they have to recoup those losses why because people healthcare workers need to get paid that includes doctors nurses aides you know administrators all these different people it costs money to run a hospital it costs money to have a hospital and to provide healthcare for people and a lot of people think I'll close with this a lot of people think that when you are providing healthcare that means it should be free it is not free even the VA is not free for our veterans that is paid for via our tax dollars the only thing that is free on this planet is the love of Jesus Christ that's it everything else there's a cost So needs to say all these people that are coming here illegally and there's like 8 million of them right now supposedly maybe 10 million now these are thieves they're robbers don't feel sorry for them don't feel sorry for them did you know that no other country is putting up with this other countries that are to our south you know like before they get to mexico They love it that people are just passing through their country because they know, oh, the United States that they will let them in, they'll deal with them. Other countries don't want these illegals. They don't want them. So they allow them to walk through their country, to walk through their land because they don't want them there. And the reason why they don't want them there is because they know they are not the cream of the crop. They probably have diseases and they they are breaking the law. If anything, I think Mexico should be called out on this. Cuz Mexico is also allowing this and other countries, um South American countries, they are allowing this as well. This is why we need to close our border. Our southern border. We need to close it. We have enough people here in the United States. We don't need any more immigrants. And I'm not against immigrants, not by any means. I think if you want a better life, that's great, but you need to do so in a legal ethical moral manner. What's going on down at the border is not legal, it's not moral. In fact, it is very much illegal. So here's the thing. It's like I said in times past. If you want to look for corruption and greed, Wall Street is the last place to look because it is heavily regulated and overly regulated. You need to look every place else. Why not look at the border? Look at what's coming in. that should be a concern for all Americans because what you let in is what you tolerate and our healthcare system does not belong to people that do not belong here our healthcare system does not belong to people that are illegal and have not paid into the system because at this point in time we are all sharing the financial burden of what these idiots are doing These illegal immigrants are coming here and they're just takers. 
I have no doubt they have that they can play their violin and have a sad story. And I've said this before, everybody has a violin, but not everybody plays it at the same volume. I will go ahead and end it there for this lovely podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye bye. Waves transform.